Welcome to the Potato Field with Spudman. I'm your host, Zeke Jennings. Joining me today is National Potato Council CEO, Cam Quarles, who is going to talk a little bit about the state of the industry and potato, what's coming up at Potato Expo as we move into the winter months. Cam, thanks for being here. Zeke, I'm really glad to be with you. Excited to talk to you. Yeah, as am I. Appreciate the time. So why don't we just jump right in? Um, we're taping here in, in uh, mid-November. Uh, as we head into the Christmas season and look toward the first of the year, what are the big agenda items for the potato industry? Yeah, Zeke, I, I think the, the thing that's really on everybody's mind is getting back to some semblance of the new normal. Uh, obviously, that um, goal is somewhat complicated by these ongoing supply chain issues. Um, inflation clearly is is rearing its ugly head right now, and I, I think it's anyone's guess as to how long that inflation is going to be with us. Um, the thing that we're we're really focusing on, and um, we've um, uh, partnered with uh, John Tosburn out at uh, Potatoes USA has been doing a lot of great work in this area. We have what we're going to roll out at Potato Expo. Um, there is an economic team doing an analysis specifically on the potato industry. Uh, what all of this inflation supply chain breakdown is likely to mean for the industry looking forward into 2022 and beyond. So uh, I think we're all gonna be very interested to hear what that team comes up with. Uh, it will give us an, a, bit, a bit of an ability to forecast what's coming at us. Uh, you know, when, when we look back on things, Zeke, when we were talking here a year ago, um, we were fortunate in that the, the efforts that NPC, all of the state organizations, um, members of Congress, all the various congressional delegations where the potato industry produces, um, they had been able to prevail on the White House and USDA to deliver this historic disaster relief package for the potato industry. Just, it, it all, all in, it amounted to about $350 million directly to the potato industry uh, in response to COVID. Um, Clearly that money was the right amount of money at the right time coming into the industry. Now we're grappling with um, other, other initiatives that are much beyond the potato industry that Congress and the administration are talking about in terms of injecting more money into the, um, into the economy. And I think there's a huge question out there, Zeke, about whether or not another injection of these funds and perhaps tax increases to go along with them is gonna be helpful or hurtful uh, as we see this inflation taking off, supply chain issues all over the place. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people asking those kinds of questions right now. Yeah, I don't wanna to get too far in the weeds in, in the, the politics, but I mean, it, it is a factor that we are heading into a big midterm year and. The early results that we got from the you know Virginia governor's election is that probably has some moderate Democrats a little bit on the fence. So, do you think that could affect any kind of spending bills or um, any any kind of aid packages going into 2022? 
Yeah, I think your your observations are exactly right on, Zeke. Um, and you saw immediately following those um, those election results uh, a week a week ago, um, you saw Congress come back into session and the Democratic leadership in the House immediately pick up the infrastructure bill, which was a bipartisan bill. It's not this it's not this much larger spending bill, but it was something that Republicans and Democrats had agreed on a long time ago, had a big vote in the Senate to, to push it out, and they just couldn't get the votes in the House. Well, I think there, it, it was no coincidence that within just a very few days of those election results, that bipartisan package moved. It had been held hostage um, to the larger spending package, but I, I, it's it appears clear to me that that was one of the results of those elections as people woke up and realized they actually had to do something um, in order to um, to make a case to 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 keep their um, to keep their majority um, in the in the House and, and in the Senate. So, yeah, I I think there's the, the negotiations over this much larger, larger package that we at NPC have been so focused on because that may very likely be a vehicle for tax increases as well. And we're strongly opposed to, to those type of actions. Um, I think there's going to be it, the, the negotiations over that will be fascinating over the next few weeks. Um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, folks are taking a real look at what's going on out in the economy and, and making some adjustments, recognizing that maybe some of the, some of the rhetoric isn't meeting the reality. Uh, and you mentioned the, uh, the infrastructure bill. Uh, what do you think that might mean for, for ag and, and uh, specialty crops uh, specifically? Yeah, it's a so that's a really good, um, that we, we've, been, we've been hoping um, and urging strongly uh, Congress to, to um, reauthorize the transportation bill. That means create a new transportation bill that actually responds to the, the present and the future versus looking in the rearview mirror. Um, a big challenge with that has been that the transportation, all the funding for, for highways, roads, roads and bridges and those kind of things has been largely funded via the gas tax. And that gas tax, just um, as a mechanism, it's just been kind of an antiquated measure. It hasn't, it hasn't had a cost of living increase in like two decades. Um, it hasn't accounted for all these hybrid vehicles or purely electric vehicles that are rolling up and down the road. So they really needed to come up with something else. And um, fortunately, they were able to come up with this infrastructure bill. For us, we're, we're transporting heavy cargo, either domestically or internationally. And so we've got to have access to competitive roads, um, uh, rail where, where rail can, can help us, um, and then obviously commercial seaports. Um, it's a huge issue. And you, you, know, you see even the most modern commercial seaports around the world are having trouble grappling with the supply chain Im imbalances right now. But the U.S. is really behind the curve, uh, given that the infrastructure investments in this country have, have lagged behind our most fierce competitors like China. Um, so it's this infusion of money is a very good thing for our competitiveness. 
Uh, anything you can add on uh, international trade or international markets uh, that have developed in the last few months or that you're looking at? Yeah, we're, um, you know, you, you remember it's been about seven months since the Mexican Supreme Court ruled uh, unanimously in, in favor of the United States position um, to allow potato exports, fresh potato exports to, to resume to the entirety of Mexico. Um, the uh, USDA, USTR continue to work with the Mexican government to, to try to put those um, pieces in place that will allow, you know, we, we don't just want a few exports. We want this to be durable, long-term growing access to that valuable market. Um, the, the USDA, USTR, like are very committed to that. Um, but the reason this is a 25 year plus trade dispute is because there's a lot of political power and influence on display um, in Mexico, and we're, you know, we're we're hopeful that we're getting to the end of the line. Um, but we're we also are very um, are very clear headed about the challenge that's out there before us. Our competitors are extremely well funded, politically powerful, and they're not going to give up easily, and neither should we. Uh, let's switch gears because uh, very exciting that we will have a potato expo in person this year in. Well, technically next year would be January 5th and 6th in, in Anaheim, California. So we obviously did the virtual one last year, which came off great, but I'm sure we're all excited to be back in person. Uh, can you give me a, an overview of what you guys have planned? Yeah, it's going to be terrific, Zeke. Uh, we, we were out in Anaheim doing a site visit here just a couple of months ago, and the facility there is really impressive. I think people are going to, going to, going to have a great time. Um, the whole layout of the campus there, the, um, the, the expo hall that we're in just fits our organization, our industry perfectly. Um, as you say, you know, the, the last time we were all together was Las Vegas, uh, two years ago. It was the largest potato expo that we've ever had in terms of attendance. And then COVID hit and, you know, we, we were much like everybody else. We were virtual last year. Uh, we're, we're very excited that um it the numbers are looking extremely good uh looks like we're going to have a terrific show in in early january you know we're, what we're trying to do zeke is combine um you know obviously we want everybody to get together with their colleagues with their customers with their buyers with their um uh uh suppliers the whole the whole um supply chain of the potato industry um, it's really the value of Potato Expo is it comes at just the right time of the year to get everybody together under one roof. Um, and then we also, I was mentioning the, the economic study um, that, that um, is being worked on right now that we're going to unveil there. That's going to be one in a series of um, uh, business-related talks. Of course, we have the Potato Business Summit um, that United Potato Growers puts on. Um, but then specifically as part of the show, we're going to have a number of sessions on supply chain, on uh, immigration reform for agriculture, uh, a, a number of different informative sessions that um, will help folks in terms of how do they run their business on the farm, um, what's, the, what's the current and the future business climate look like for them, 
Um, where are some policy areas that NPC can help on? Um, and then, you know, of course, we've got the, the great expo show floor. Um, we're going to have our, our uh, cook-off on the show floor that everybody loves. And then the, um, the, the final event will be a live auction to support the Potato Leadership Education and Advancement Foundation, which has had such massive success since it was kicked off at, at uh, Las Vegas two years ago. Um, so we really want to keep that momentum going. So it, the, it, we're just, we're very excited. You know, Holly Alexander, who's kind of the architect of Potato Expo, she's, she's working seven days a week to, to bring a, a great show to us. Um, and it's, it's obviously very important for the National Potato Council, important for the industry. So we want it to come off great. And, uh, all that information, you, know, you guys have been updating your website uh, continually, the Potato Expo website. Just do a Google search or potato-expo.com, I believe is the website, right? Right, that's yeah. right, potato-expo.com. Yeah, they, I'm just on the website this morning. There's uh, schedules and all the breakout sessions to look forward and auction information. So definitely check that out. I am very much looking forward to going. So Cam, I appreciate it. We will see you in about seven weeks in Anaheim. Sounds terrific. Look forward to seeing you, Zeke, and everyone else in Anaheim. Don't, don't miss it. That's, that's where it's all going to get back together and get started. Yep, right across the street from Disneyland. That is right. All right, Kim, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Zeke.